Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. This is the last hour. We have so much fun in store. We've got Bill Broussard coming up later in the show. We also have Howie Carr, who's back. I've missed him. He's been gone for two weeks on vacation. And as I pointed out at the beginning of the show, yes, he missed some really big news stories that I know he was itching to comment on. And he wrote some columns, so he had, you know, he was able to get his two cents out there. But I think the Claudine Gay resignation, that killed Howie not to be here for that. But over the weekend, Odyssey filed for bankruptcy, and just like that, the timing makes sense. Just like that, how he's coming back on such a high note, on such a positive note. And so we'll talk to him about that in the crossover. But I've got one more segment here, and I would be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about not just the border, but the messaging issue from the Biden administration. And this story cracks me up because... We've read quite a few stories like this. Remember at one point there was a story about the Biden administration meeting with TikTokers? They, they were actually thinking about creating like an, their own wing of the White House, an influencer wing where people could do skincare routines and, you know, explain to you what they put in their smoothies. And they were trying to tell these TikTokers fake news, basically, trying to feed them propaganda in hopes that they would disseminate this information to their millions of followers, um, all young people who just scroll mindlessly and consume this information, and they could change the narrative. Well, they're back at it. So now the White House, and I'm going to read this. This is from Semaphore, the website Semaphore. It says, this is the scoop. President Joe Biden's re-election campaign has begun organizing a series of off-the-record trips for top political reporters and editors to the team's headquarters in Wilmington, Delaware. Later, it says they're also using it as an opportunity to tell them what they're getting wrong. They're using this as an opportunity to tell the media what they're getting wrong. Isn't that nice of them? How thoughtful. What kind people these campaign staffers are. Two people with knowledge of the situation told Semaphore that during meetings with reporters from outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post and others, campaign officials have invoked a coverage spreadsheet laying out areas where the team believes their reporting has fallen short. How embarrassing. This is really this takes the cake as far as just treating the press like dirt and as i say i've said it before and i will be a broken record on this topic i don't care they deserve it it's it's perfect for me i love that the media sold their souls to get biden elected and this is the treatment they get they have zero access to this president they have zero access to this administration their ratings suck their subscriptions are all down And now they're having to look at a spreadsheet of everything they're doing wrong. Can you think of anything more demeaning than some campaign staffer showing up and pulling up their Excel and going, 
Well, we really didn't appreciate the amount of coverage that you gave Hunter. Yes, I mean, compared to Trump, it was a half of a percentage point. But still, it was a half of a percentage point too much for Joe. You only asked six questions about Joe's ice cream this year. And last year, you asked 25. I want to see this spreadsheet. And if we had a media that didn't just take orders from the Biden White House, maybe I'd get a glimpse of it. But I don't think that's going to happen. And this is the most pathetic part. Is that the media will oblige. The media will take orders from this White House. It does not matter how demeaning the treatment is. They will continue to take their marching orders. They probably all ran back to their bosses like, guys, they're really not happy with us. We've really got to step it up this year. We've really got to up the Biden positive coverage. As if it's their fault that this guy is cratering in the, in the polls. It's the media's fault. They've done everything for him. He should be on his knees thanking these people for how much cover they've run for him over the years. And instead he's saying, don't forget to... Don't forget to tell him that I didn't like the coverage of of Champ the dog. Too many stories about the dogs biting the Secret Service agents. Which is ridiculous. And this kind of theme, of, and this is what it's always been with Joe Biden. It's never his fault. It's the way the message is being presented. God forbid we acknowledge the fact that the message itself sucks. No, no, no. It's the messaging. It's the way it's being delivered. You know, people aren't understanding it. There's a lot of context. There's a lot of nuance to all of Joe's accomplishments that people just aren't getting. And another example of this, to a degree. That's the context. Is the story in Politico. Now, I love this story. I started the show with the Politico story and I'm ending the show with the Politico story. This is about Eric Adams. It says Eric Adams dire migrant messaging threatening Dems in pivotal election year. Forget the fact that the illegal aliens are threatening the economy in New York City. That, as Eric Adams told us, they don't have the infrastructure. That now, like, gymnasiums at schools are being used to house people. That domestic violence in these hotels that have been converted into migrant shelters, it's wreaking havoc in Midtown. No, no, the problem, according to Politico and Democrats, is that the messaging is threatening Democrats in a pivotal election year. So I'm just going to read you a couple sentences from this. It says the ceaseless dire messaging is threatening Democrats in a pivotal election year, giving suburban New York Republicans another potent issue in competitive congressional races. I would just add in here because we might as well, right? I would like to add a little editor's note. Giving suburban New York Republicans another potent issue to pounce on and seize on and weaponize on in these competitive congressional races. Because that's really the problem. The problem's never the problem. It's the bad faith actors in the Republican Party who are going to point out the problem. It's not that people are just streaming in through the border. It's that Greg Abbott won't stop talking about it. I'm just saying New York City Mayor George Santos has a great ring to it. I like it. I like it a lot. For New York Democrats hoping to retake some of those lost House seats, the surge from the southern border is tricky terrain made more difficult by Adams in the Post. Again, made more difficult. 
by the fact that there are a few people and maybe one publication that acknowledges this issue. The numbers here, when it comes to, and I'm going to reference actually a different story, because of course, in Politico, they're not going to tell you the numbers. But we were talking last week, I said to Taylor, I said, everyone keeps giving you the numbers and they're they're trying to put it in a different way to put it in perspective for people because the numbers are so astronomical it's hard to understand how many people are coming in and i thought that john daniel davidson did a good job of this he said it's getting difficult to characterize what's happened to our border under biden one way to put it is to note that at the current rate we can expect 12 million arrests at the border in the first term of the Biden presidency, which is more than the preceding three terms combined. I think that that is a way to put this that allows people to understand how big of a deal this is. So back to the story in Politico, though, because they don't want to talk about that. That's just, you know, that's dire messaging that we don't want to get out there. It says, but migrants aren't as visible a presence in much of the city, including in corners where outcry against sheltering them has been the loudest and angriest. In neighborhoods where it's just something you see on the news or read in the paper, it it becomes a specter that demagogues can use as a threat du jour, Democratic City Council member Justin Brandon said in in an interview. It used to be to fund the police or bail reform. Now this is the new thing they can divide and conquer on. This reminds me of Joy Behar basically saying Antifa is an idea or Antifa doesn't exist. There's aerial footage of what's happening at our southern border that you're not supposed to believe. There's footage of people lined up outside the Roosevelt Hotel, lined up outside the row, refusing to go to these migrant shelters, these tent cities they've created in other areas of New York because they want to stay at the hotels. But if you read this article in Politico, you'd think it didn't exist. You'd think it was just Grace Curley throwing some red meat out to her followers. It says, but the mayor's fiery rhetoric has also served as useful fodder for Republicans and their electoral quest. That's the big issue here, is that Republicans might benefit from just acknowledging reality. I'm sorry. You know what I would tell Democrats? If you feel like acknowledging reality, if you think that that's that's such a uh, boon to Republicans, like, oh, that's that's a way that you really pick up steam. Feel free to do it. There is an audience for that. Just ask Senator John Fetterman. If Democrats want to get in on this, Jared, if Democrats want to get in on actually talking about the issues that most Americans are concerned with, they can feel free. No one is stopping them. Join in. Come on in. The water's nice. But they don't want to do that. And just so you know, just so you know, It's the dire messaging, you know, we're made to believe that this is all just Republicans pouncing and seizing and weaponizing. But you know what doesn't track with that? If this is all just like made up and, you know, we're just blowing it out of proportion what's happening at the border. And we're mischaracterizing what Democrats are trying to do here. Then why did AOC say this? This was cut eight, please. From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm -hmm. Now, you can fix that by trying to build a wall, or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll have folks 
that might say, look at these systems, you know, that our shelter system has weight and things like that. But one of the reasons that our public systems experience weight is because people don't have a documented and reliable path to work and sustain themselves, just like all of our ancestors did and our, and our grandparents and great-grandparents. Now, we could obviously spend a couple segments on that. We don't have time, but I just want to read you what John Davidson wrote in The Federalist. He quoted AOC and he said, in case it isn't bone crushingly obvious, that's leftist doublespeak for mass amnesty. Document undocumented people. And this whole idea of like Republicans are anti-immigration, that is such a load of BS. I would say Republicans, I'm definitely anti people who are on the terror watch list coming in unvetted. I'm definitely against gotaways just filtering in and going throughout our country and, and, you know, us having no idea where people are. I'm definitely against that. But they want it both ways. They want to tell us like, oh, there's no problem here. It's just conservatives on Twitter making a big deal out of nothing. Don't pay attention to what you're seeing with your own eyes. Pay attention to Politico. And then at the same time, they want to say, okay, mass amnesty for everyone. What do I always say? You can't have it both ways. Not everything can be true at the same time. 844-500-4242. You guys know what's coming up next. We've got Bill Broussard in studio. And this this is a note for all my uh, cheap bastards out there. If you want to get a question answered about your car and not have to go to the mechanic and you want to get it answered for free, now is your opportunity. Seize and pounce and weaponize on this moment. The number is 844-500-4242. Some people are beating the system and they're already on the lines. I respect that. They knew that this was coming. Get on the lines now. Bill Broussard from JB Auto Care is going to take all of your car questions when we come back. The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is the Grace Curley Show. Start your engines. It's Mechanic Monday with Grace Curley and Bill Brassard from JB Auto Care. And man, did I like that 57 Ford Fairlane. <laughs> Get your questions in for Bill now. 844 500 4242. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. It is time for Mechanic Monday. That is when we are joined by Bill Broussard from JB Auto Care. Bill, thanks so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me. All right, let's go right to the callers here let's because people have questions. Uh, 844-500-4242. I was just watching this thing on Twitter, and there's all these protesters in Brooklyn, and they actually... One guy, did you see this, Jared? It's going viral. There's this driver who says, you know, they're saying, you can't run us over or whatever. He says, I'm not going to run you over, but I'm trying to pick my daughter up. He gets out of the car. He starts calling them all idiots, and he starts pushing them and just shoving them out of the way. One of these things is going to result in a lot of violence soon. People are getting really fed up. Well, you see it over in Europe. They just pick them up and throw them out of the road. I mean, they'll pick them up, drag them to the curb. They'll pick them up, throw them into the bushes, and they'll just... <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, I'm surprised Which, we don't again, see more of that. Which, again, they're disrupting commerce. That is a crime. Yeah, no, and the, that driver did point it out. He said, this is against the law, and I'm going to move you guys. And so he just started shoving them. Uh, Bill, I wanted to tell you something. Yeah. 
I don't know if you're aware of this. And when we come back, we'll take more of your calls. We just have a short part here, so I don't want to go to people just yet. It's 844-500-4242. I don't know if you know this, because we figured this out last week. Do you know you have a big fan base on the Rumble Cam? I did not. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. A lot of people, I think they're they're crushing on Bill Broussard. Really? Rumble Cam. Yes. <laughs> so you have a big fan base. So just get ready for that. We're going to take your calls for Bill. Um, and there was something that you actually wanted to talk about today yes. involving inspection stickers. So yep. give us a little rundown of what, <clears throat> what you wanted the audience to know. Yeah. So the it was a law that, or a rule in that passed in November of 2022. So it's about a year old, but not many people know this. So, you know, with state inspections, you have to get that done once a year. Yeah. So, like, one of the old tricks was if it was, say, September, someone would wait to October just to get that extra month. Yeah. You know, kick the can down the road. But what happens now, if it's September and you get in November, the number goes back to number nine, September. So they, they caught up with that old trick. Why can't we have anything? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> they got you. They get everything. Yeah. I remember when I was in Southie and I got my inspection sticker. I parked my car. I used to park, you know, mm-hmm. kind of far away from my apartment. And then, and I got I, I got my registration renewed or something. Yeah. And I didn't put the little sticker on the license mm. plate. And I didn't even know that was a thing at the time. And a meter maid person wrote me a ticket or a city, you know, official wrote me a ticket for like 200 bucks. Yeah. And I remember being so mad, Bill, because I thought, is this what being an adult is? Like, I'm supposed to remember all of this at the same time? Yeah. And now with an inspection circuit, that becomes a move-in violation because you drove your car there to that parking spot. So it's even more pricey? Yeah. Oh, gosh. But there, there, is, there is a way to hack the system. Wait, save it. Say This is a good tease. Yeah. There's a way to hack the system, and it's not going to get us in trouble, right? No. Okay, and Bill Broussard is going to tell you about it when we come back. Get on the lines. Paul, everybody else, we see you. We're going to come right back to the calls. It's 844-500-4242. It's your time to get your car question answered by Bill Broussard for free when we come back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. The number, if you want to call in, is 844-500-4242. If you have a question for Bill Broussard, you can feel free to get on the lines now. We are going to get back to your cheat code for everyone, mm-hmm. which you assure me is not going to get us in trouble. Uh, but before we do that, Bill, I want to go to a caller here, and then we'll talk to you a little bit more, and then we'll go back to the callers. So let's go to Paul. You're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Paul. Yes, hi. I have a 2018 Silverado, and I took it. I had a uh, check engine light came on, so I took it to one of those places that will run the code, which I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. And it came back that it said it lost connection. Uh, we reset it. I figured maybe, you know, I changed the battery a couple months ago. And uh, this morning when I went and started it back up again, for the remote start, it tri- tripped it again and set the uh, check engine light back, back on. Now, I've never heard about lost connection to do a check engine code before does that sound about right yeah that doesn't i'm not familiar with that code so um it was was there a code number attached to it or 
because um, you can just Google uh, the it code. Was, but I, I don't know what it was. Okay. There, there was a code. I mean, he gave me a number, but he said it was because I lost connection uh, with the battery or, or whatever it was, which didn't make sense to me. It's 2018. Again, again, yes. Yeah, I would uh, you know check the battery connections, um, positive, negative. Also check your you know the, any grounds you can see, and you know make sure the computers, you know if you can get at it, you know, make sure the connectors are nice and tight, because um, it can be you know lost memory. So you, you know there is a code that has that. So you, you check check those things, um, and if it's still doing it, and you, it's nothing obvious, you, you know you might have a bad computer. All right, thank you, Paul. Um, before you tell us yeah. the cheat code, I do have another question sure. for you. My husband drives a stick shift, mm-hmm. and he was telling me the other day how his car has the it can automatically start, like it has the capability to do that. Okay, but they don't allow it to. Mm-hmm. They do something with the car. It's an Audi where they don't want it to automatically start. And he's read about different hacks you can do online where you can like, you know, cheat the system and, and mm-hmm. make it start, but he hasn't figured out how to actually do that. But why, and this might be an obvious question, but why don't they want certain like stick shifts to be able to automatically start? So it's, it's funny, driving a stick shift is a dying art. But uh, so let's say you leave it in gear and um, the car tries starting. So it's going to start in gear and it's going to lunge forward or if it's in reverse, oh. it's going to lunge backwards. So there's no way to bypass the clutch once it's engaged. Oh, so it's probably good for him that it doesn't. Yeah, so start. it's it's just not a good it's just not a good idea. Okay, okay, yeah. good to know. I hope yeah. you're listening, Will. Um, all right, Bill, let's get that's to that's a real man. Yeah, he's he's tried to teach me how yeah. to drive it. I really, I have. I'm impressed. I have to be honest with you. I have no interest. Okay. And you know what? I've I've tried to learn, but it's just really hard. Like, he'll say to me sometimes, okay, so we, we, we're we on a road, right? Like a pretty empty road. He'll say, do you want to learn? Like, do you want to try? And we've done this a couple times where he'll tell me what to do. Okay, go to this, go to this, go to this. And then he'll say to me, oh, you're doing it so well. You know how to do it. And I'm going, if you weren't here telling me, I don't know what any of this means. I'm just following direction. Like, if I were by myself, yeah. that'd be a problem. Yeah, but it's much easier just to have an automatic. Put it in drive, go. <laughs> well, especially, too, if you sit in traffic a lot. Like, my yeah. mother-in-law likes to drive a stick shift, but at one point in her life, she was sitting in traffic all the time, and she said it wasn't fun. No, it's not fun. Because you're just stopping, starting, stopping, starting. Okay, so tell people, I know everyone's waiting now, texting in about the cheat code, the inspection sticker. Mm-hmm. Give people a little background again. We said that you used to be able to get it, go the extra month. Go the extra month, save the 35 bucks. Actually, if you break it down over 12 months, it's three bucks you just saved, so. And now they're <clears> figuring <throat> out a way so you can't do that. Yeah, so if it's, say, September and you it's November and you're trying to get an inspection sticker, it's gonna print out a September, so they got you. Got it. So you lose a couple of months and you still have to get it next September. But, so I just actually found this out today. Someone brought in a car with a November of 2023 on it, it was due. And when you get to the end of the year, you got to put a whole new book of stickers in different colors. Now we're at 2025 stickers because it's 2024. So it's not able to print a 2024 sticker. So it printed one of 2025. So that person gained an extra two months. Oh, wow. But I do not recommend it. It's a very expensive violation. <laughs> and you do want <laughs> your car safe. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't risk okay. it. To save $6, you're kicking the can down the road. Just wow, to stick it to the pretty, man. We got some pretty cheap people in the audience. <laughs> they might risk it. It's 844-500-4242. Now, I have another question for you, Bill, because yeah. 
we're in 2024 now, but usually at the end of the year, you know, in December, you'll get these wrap ups and you'll get these predictions about what the next year has to hold. Do you have any predictions as far as the car market goes? I know we've talked a lot about, you know, the the resale value for Mm -hmm. used cars and things like that. But if you had to make one or two predictions about what you see or trends that you're seeing heading into this new year, now we're in the new year. um, Do you have any that come to mind? I mean, it's it's hard to tell. I was reading an article yesterday morning. the The electric vehicles are down to like they're way off their predictions. So projections. So they're um, they're like twenty five percent of the market, and they were supposed to be more at this point. Yeah. So um, it's really not catching on. People, you know, I had a friend of mine who rented a Tesla out of state, and um, he was running out of battery life, and he was panicking. He went to three different places. It was the machine was broken down, and so he's just like, "What am I going to do?" So it's like it's just it's just not there yet. I find with Teslas, and this isn't always the case, but I do find that the people I know who have them, that's kind of like their joy ride. Mm-hmm. That's what they have maybe at you know their second home. It's, it's their extra car. Yeah, yeah it's not car. the car they're using to go on a road trip no. with their family. And that makes sense because, like you said, the 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 charging the charging stations now are becoming a huge problem. The Biden administration he always talks about how he doesn't get money for certain things. They got a ton of money for these charging stations, mm-hmm. and they haven't built any of them. So it's almost not even the electric vehicle industry's fault because if the charging stations aren't there, then how are people going to act use these in a real way in their everyday life? Yeah, and once again, it's not free. You got to pull up and give me a credit card. To get the energy, so it's. I didn't realize I, this is gonna. Sound I thought dumb. it was free at first, but I'm me like, too. They're charging. Are you because you always see them. And you're like, oh, that that'd be nice. I could just pull up, but no, you, someone's got to pay. The other thing I talked to Howie about a lot. And we've probably touched on this before. Is the weight of the batteries, mm-hmm. which I never realized because someone called into Howie's show and said, you know, a lot of these garages and these bridges and these structures that we we've had now for for decades. They weren't built with the idea that they were going to be withholding this much weight. Sure. And <clears throat> I didn't realize how heavy these batteries are. Yep. Yeah, they're very they're very heavy. They take up a lot of the space on the car too, like underneath. So um yeah, so these are things that you know let it play out for a while and see if it works out rather than trying to force everyone to do this and then have buyer's remorse a couple of years from now. I'm like, I wish I didn't do that. Do you have any uh, cars? car brands that you have noticed are picking up steam like you always talk about toyota yep. they're a great company yep. you know they're very reliable especially for someone like me you have a young family mm-hmm. you know you want a car that you can kind of depend on um but do you have any cars that you're noticing more people are going towards now um i mean i, I just see a lot of toyotas on the road um you know people are buying a lot of jeeps i see a lot really? of jeeps yeah um but they're still you know they do break they break down a lot they're in my parking lot a lot. <laughs> the Jeeps. Yeah. I mean, they're nice. They're Why do you think they break down a lot? Um, the the quality is just not there. You know. Yeah. Um, Bill, stay right there for one sec because sure. I want to ask you what you think about this poll question. Today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt. For more information, go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on the listener getaway banner. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is who deserves to be fired more, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin or DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas? I'm going to say Austin, because, and we'll talk about this in a second, Bill, because you own a business. He skipped 
multiple days of work without telling anyone. Mm. And that's a big no-no for yep. me. Do you want to vote? Yeah, I would say the same. I mean, that's just that's just not right. Well, no, no one, one agrees with us. So what are the results, Jared? <laughs> Trending down even further. <gasps> 7% now for Lloyd Austin. 93% for Mayorkas. All right, I can't win them all, Who, you know? Speaking of Mayorkas, apparently behind closed doors today told Kat Kamek and the other Republicans, if you impeach me, you are not going to like who's coming next. Oh, that's that's Ooh. a really good <laughs> tactic, actually. It's the Peter Principle. It's like, yeah, yeah, people said that about KJP. We all thought Jen Psaki was so bad, then KJP shows up. You know, you the devil you know, it's sometimes hard to believe when you're dealing with people that are this incompetent but sometimes the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know let's go to robert you're up next with bill broussard go ahead robert hey how you doing Good. what's going on so uh quick quick uh quick question um true or false um for uh for your car guy there that tires go through ridiculously quickly on evs because of the the added weight oh he smiled He's smiling. You know, I really haven't seen that yet. I have had some in the shop uh, replace the tires. Um, You know, one thing about those EVs is, you know, like the Teslas, it's like zero to 60 in two seconds. So, you know, when you get something going that fast, you know, you're going to, you know, squeal the tires, you know, you're going to corner hard. So it would be harder on the actual um, tires itself due to the fact that, you know, they're so powerful. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's yeah. that's a logical next step, I guess, Robert. Thanks for the call. And you're carrying that weight that we, that we spoke of. Yeah. Kelly, you're up next with Bill Broussard. Go ahead, Kelly. Yes, hi, Bill. I wanted hi. to ask about a Nissan Rogue. We mm-hmm. have a, hi. We have a 2015 um, that died going over a bridge about three months ago. We tried to get some recourse from Nissan, and uh, we didn't have any luck. So I didn't know if you knew anything about it. Evidently, there's all kinds of problems. I'm not sure about recalls, but... Transmissions seem to be an issue. Mm. I'd like your feedback on that. Yeah, those transmissions, they, they call them CVT um, transmissions, and they, they've had problems since day one. Um, we continue to have problems with those. I've replaced those with the actual factory transmission and have problems with those out of the box from Nissan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, Kelly, so you're not imagining things. No. And, and if anyone has a question, Bill, and they want to come see you in person, where can they go? Yeah, it's uh, the phone number is 781-331-6068, and we're at 291 Bridge Street in North Weymouth. All right, 291. Tell them that one more time. It's 291 Bridge Street in North Weymouth, and it's 781-331-6068. Thank you very much, Bill Broussard. And actually, I have one more thing to ask sure. you. We're talking about Lloyd Austin. Secretary of Defense. Now he goes, he he had some sort of elective surgery and then he had an infection or something. He had to go into the ICU. And all of this happens and no one really knows about it at the White House. Mm -hmm. You know, his boss, the president, doesn't know about it. So my question for you is you own a business. Mm -hmm. I'm coming at this from an employee standpoint. I don't have any employees of my own. If you had someone who didn't show up for, let's say, six days, what happens? So so in this state, it's an at-will state, meaning... You know, you don't have to work for me. I don't have to let you work for me. So the worst exposure to an employer is, say, unemployment. So let's say the person went two days, no call, no show. It's it's a three-day rule. So if it was two days, no call, no show, started up on the third day, and we'll say I terminated him, he would be able to get unemployment. Three days, no call, no show, no job, no unemployment. 
So Lloyd Austin would be out of luck. He would be out of luck. Okay, Bill Broussard. But it's at the discretion of the employer. Bill Broussard, thank you so (laughs) much. You're a wealth of knowledge covering so many different topics today. (laughs) We really appreciate it. And again, make sure you check out JB Auto Care if you have any questions. I wanted to let people know that we entertained a lot over the holiday season. And every time I had people over my house, it was really the first year that I've had people over, um, you know, for Christmas and for Thanksgiving and for all the holidays, really. And everyone would notice my Eden Pure Thunderstorm in the kitchen. It just does its job. It's very quiet. It's very discreet. But when people would notice it, they would say, oh, you really use that. Like you actually use that device. And I would say, yes, I really use it because it really works. And right now, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, they're offering their three-pack special, which is a really great deal. We get questions all the time. I know Jared gets them as well about why we love the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, what makes it work, what makes it so special. And the part of it I love is that it doesn't try to cover up smells, whether it be tobacco smells, pet smells, food smells. It doesn't try to cover up smell with more smell. It's not going to put that flowery, perfumey smell onto something. It's actually going to eliminate the odor. So it does not exist. And another reason to love this device, doesn't take up any space, plugs right into the wall. The last thing my home can handle right now is more stuff on the floor. So this is a really compact, really simple device. You just plug it right in. There's so many reasons I could go on and on. Um, and Jared, I know you love this this device as well. Yeah, I used it yesterday when I was done shoveling because, you know, you're all wet and all your yeah. clothes are sweaty. So I just uh, plug it in, put them in a bag. And actually, one of our texters uh, said they did that with their shoes, which gave me the idea to, to plug it into an extension cord, put it in a bag with some clothes for like 20 minutes and bam, you know, the odor's gone. Yeah, it's so great for so many different reasons. And with the three-pack special, you can use one in your kitchen, your office, or as Jared likes to point out, you can even use one in your car with a special plug-in. So just go to EdenPureDeals.com and don't forget to use code GRACE3. It's the number three. Don't type in the word three. It's it's easy. You just GRACE3. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Don't forget to use code GRACE3 at checkout. Bill Broussard, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Thank you to the Rumble viewers. Uh, And we will be right back with Howard Lawrence Carr. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. With inflation, food, and energy costs rising, families are fleeing the financial pinch as they struggle to make ends meet. Preparation is key. Our friends at ReadyWise have emergency food kits that will provide peace of mind. Go to ReadyWise.com and use code HOWIE20 at checkout to save 20% on your order. I'm so excited to welcome back the captain, Howie Carr. And Howie, this is what I need to tell you. For a long time when you were off during the break for the two weeks, a story would hit my desk and I would say, ooh, Howie would really love this. But I think it's okay because the real story that you were meant to come back with is this. Second largest U.S. radio company, Odyssey, files for bankruptcy protection. That's CNBC. Can we get your reaction, sir? Yes, we uh, posted a column on HowieCarshow.com. I, I actually wrote it and tweeted it out yesterday morning about 45 minutes after the news broke. But... Basically, the bottom line is my heart feels like an alligator. 
for people who don't know why howie for people who don't know the background who are just tuning in and they're saying why is why is this man so excited i was forced to work at that company for seven years when i didn't want to work there i was held i was held at mci intercon and uh, against my will. And uh, I just, uh, bad, enough bad, bad things can't happen to them. One of the people, I just looked her up, uh, who's on the board or was on the board, there is no more board. It said, uh, so-and-so has 11,800 shares of Odyssey stock. That's what they call it now. And that is worth almost $1,219. 12, 12,000 shares are worth $1,200, almost $1,200. Don't spend it all in one place. Yeah, they had a 30-to-1 reverse stock split, which was very humorous. And uh, now the 30-to-1 stock split is worth $0.08. Cents. Yeah, eight and cents. If, anyone's, if anyone wants more background into Howie's disdain for this company, you can buy Howie Carr's book, Paperboy, at gracecurlyshow.com. Click on store. Because he does, and how you always roll your eyes when I say this, but a lot of people want to know the, the inner workings, the drama. They still don't know the full story. And you do go into it in this book. Yes, I do. And, and one of the things I, I went into, they, 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 they had a station that uh, this terror, I called it the Beavis and Butthead station, WAAF, and and it had no ratings. So they bought a translator for it, a second FM stick for 27 million bucks for a station that had no listeners. So I begged them, I went to the bosses of the company and I said, look, you're finishing dead last with two FM signals. Why don't you give me one of the FM signals? You could still finish the same place last (laughs) with one signal. Give it to me. And uh, they, they refused. And then they... Now it turns out that the the entire company is worth about a half a million dollars, and they spent twenty seven million dollars for that third rate rate stick down in uh, Brockton, which says it all. But it, again, it's just it, it's kind of a personal thing. I really feel happy about it. I'm I, I am in I'm in a fine mood today. I would say the last two weeks, Howie, there's been a couple of good stories for you. That uh, Claudine Gay resigning. I know you wrote about it um, already, but what's your yes. take on that? Yeah, well, I, again, I, uh, you know, the, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts has the right to appoint someone to the Harvard Corporation to help govern the govern the place, and and I am, I am offering my services for how much? Pro What's bono. the price? Pro, Pro bono. bono. Pro bono. Yes. Oh, Howie, I'm going to represent you, and I'm, I don't think I'm going to allow that as your agent. No, 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 no. We're going to have a price tag on this. Howie Carr, his first show back after his vacation. You're not going to want to miss it. He's coming up next.